Hi and welcome to the Delivery Manager Daily Podcast where I, Mario De Cristofano, will talk to you about life as a digital delivery manager. Uh, we'll talk about strategy, tactics, things to do, not to do, and wrap that up in a way which makes sense for you. This is a daily series of podcasts which are released on both your favourite podcast software but also a video version on YouTube if you wish. So if you want to get in touch, get involved in the podcast, maybe be a sponsor or just have an opinion, uh, get in touch via Twitter at MarioDC. And don't forget to check out the video version of this podcast on YouTube, The Delivery Manager Daily. I haven't got the time for this podcast today. I'm in back-to-back meetings until half seven tonight. Oh, book that meeting at lunch. Um, sorry, it's lunchtime, but I couldn't find any other time in your calendar. Um, does that sound familiar? Um, welcome to episode four of the Delivery Manager Daily. And in this short episode, we're going to talk about how not to have shit meetings and why shit meetings are a pet peeve of, of everyone. Uh, yet we all seem to be guilty of uh, running and uh, deploying shit meetings in the organisation. So uh, I wanted to talk about um, the things I do practically as a delivery manager almost aggressively uh, to control my day to allow myself to be productive and also some of the things that you can try and play around with which I know uh, may or may not be possible for everyone um, but but let's get straight in uh, if you listen in for the first time uh, thanks for listening you can um, join in the conversation on twitter at mario dc if you want to talk about any of the things that I talk about on the podcast you can use the hashtag uh, delivery manager daily and you can listen to this podcast on google podcasts uh apple podcasts uh, spotify and if you're watching on youtube as well you'll get a little bit of additional content as i refer to physically uh, some of the things that i'm talking about so crappy meetings um how many have you got today because i know that you know i'll be in several and um, I wanted to talk through some of the um, specific practical things that I do outside of what we all know um, to have better meetings. So let's start with some of the things that you've you've read about, you know, the top 10 meeting etiquette points, all that kind of thing. And we'll whiz through those because they're all common sense. Right. So your meetings need to have an agenda. If you're sending out meeting invites and not putting agendas in, then um, you probably need to be uh, burnt at the stake because, frankly, um, it has zero value and businesses, projects and teams lose literally millions of pounds a year on meetings that are just ineffective with no agenda and just bumble along for the sake of it. Now, working remotely has caused me to really sharpen up uh, how I run my life and how I am efficient with my time. And having meetings with very clear agendas is really important. Have an objective. So I always talk about what I want to get out of the meeting. It doesn't have to be a long or formal thing. It's just, look, I'm gathering these people together. This is why. And this is the objective that I personally want to get out of it. This is what you should do to prepare and and bring to the table. And uh, if we do that, then we'll have an effective meeting and it will be worthwhile of everyone's time. The other thing I do is in the meeting invite itself, I always make sure that there's a reminder for people to come on time, um, make sure that they're prepared. And if they need to read up on anything, include links to that information and material so they can read prior. And there's no excuse of, well, I didn't have access to material. Um, Make sure that a reminder, because it's easy to take for granted that people give themselves opportunity to join a couple of minutes early and test their camera and audio. And I always send a little link as well to um, like a 
best practice using Teams or best practice using Zoom and all the shortcut keys and things, just so everyone's got a little crib sheet of how to use um, how to use the tools. Because even though they use them every day, many people don't actually know how to extract all the value out of the tools they've got at their disposal. But that's for another podcast, I reckon. Um, on the subject of housekeeping, I always enforce and sketchy on this because a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, there's a little, there are some ramifications here, but I enforce cameras on. And the reason I enforce cameras on and, and you know, I'm really uh, hot on this is that in real life, you don't walk around with your hands over your face talking to someone and it would just look odd. So why on camera uh, people have their cameras off is uh, frankly beyond me. Now, I know I'm not particularly sensitive sometimes and people often don't like being on camera. Um, it's not a new thing, though. Uh, video calling isn't a new thing and we've had 400 days to get used to it if it was new. Then I understand about kind of digital uh, exclusion and not everyone's got a nice office and all the kit and maybe they're perching on the end of a bed uh, and the, there's you know laundry piled up in the background um, but I would say this I would say we've had 400 days to get used to it and the CEO of a company will not mind any more than your manager and you shouldn't be embarrassed and, and if that's an issue and a reason and a blocker as to why you wouldn't switch your camera on then use one of the virtual backgrounds but I again suggest that you don't walk up to someone in the office around the water cooler put your hands over your face and start talking and, and expect a, a decent experience so why you would do that on a, on a video call so I've started just reminding people you know don't go off camera don't go on mute um, you know engage in the meeting and and you'll get a lot more out of it and I'll get what I need and I will always question uh, if people um, don't switch their camera on and it is quite prickly of me to do and it does sometimes cause a little bit of uncomfortableness but I feel I put a lot of effort into running a meeting effectively and it, it gets my goat a bit on the subject of meetings and, and, you know, being respectful of people, one of the things I try and do, and you should as well, I think, is how you use the time. Um, Outlook in particular encourages this behaviour by the the time increments are of 30 minute blocks, 15 or 30 minute blocks, I think. So your meetings at least 15 to 30 minutes and if not an hour and people just use the default and typically a meeting's an hour, or it's two hours, or it's half an hour, when actually it could be two minutes, seven minutes, or 13 minutes. And people always ask and, and, and comment on, Mario, why are all your meetings like seven minutes and nine minutes? And it's always the first thing that said, oh, an, an eight-minute meeting. And the thing that I say to you with that is, you know, you can convey a lot in 60 seconds. Just think about it. Spend a minute thinking about how much you can say in 60 seconds to someone and then give them 60 seconds to respond that's two minutes two minutes and with decent communication with your cameras on you've conveyed quite a lot in two minutes so do you really need 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour when you could actually have seven minutes or three minutes or six minutes so what i tend to do with that objective what it is i'm trying to get out is i work out dependent on how many people are in the meeting and yeah i know you can't get away with one two three hour meeting fests if if that's needed but more often than not if i'm after a quick conversation or to establish um a bit of information or i'm i'm delivering something or i want to give someone an update i think about that think about the time that i need think about the likely time someone's going to need to absorb that and maybe ask questions and i although somewhat arbitrarily, put in a, a guesstimation of um, how much time 
is likely to be needed rather than one of the default uh, 15 minute blocks in Outlook. And then that way I can have shorter meetings that are hopefully a little bit more uh, um, respectful of people's time. Try that. Next time you set a meeting up, don't go with one of the Outlook defaults. Why not um, set an eight minute meeting for a conversation that you want to have and see how that works for you. Um, moving on then to kind of meeting cadences and this isn't going to be feasible for everyone but it is something that I've done for a while with great effect and if you're watching on YouTube what you'll see is an entry from my calendar and it's it's I've, I've, uh, it's a real entry from my calendar by the way. Um, what I do is visually using Outlook and I think I've wrote a couple of blogs if you go to Mario's blog about time management or if you work with me you'll have seen it on various internal blogs at the companies that I work for um, but I visually represent on my calendar using the colour coding in Outlook if you don't know you can do that right click on a, a calendar entry in Outlook calendar view and you can go to categories and you can set colours and, and categories categories and and tags and things and that's really useful visually what i want to do at the start of a week is by color understand where i'm spending my time and i want a reasonable balance between the types of activity that i do and broadly the types of activity are uh, are split into time where i'm available for meetings time where i'm available for random interruptions of life so i even try and schedule and organize you know the irregularities in your week Time where I actually want to get work done and to think and reflect. A little bit of time where I don't want to be disturbed because I'm doing other stuff, whether that's family stuff, going out for a walk, maybe taking a couple of breaks. Lunch, which I also uh, put in my calendar. And then making sure I top and tail my day with time where I would normally be doing a commute. The reason I do that is even though I'm personally fortunate enough to be able to uh, do what I want and work from home if I choose to, Um, At some point, we start the slow migration back into the office. And I think we all need to be reconditioned that we're not always available at 8.30 in the morning and uh, 5.30 at night because we would usually be commuting at that time. So I also block out that time in my calendar every day to make sure people are aware of the realistic time that one person has available. And I'm really enforcing that on people that access my calendar because I want to give if people call on me and my time, I want to give my absolute very best attention and focus and be the very most useful um, person that I can be. And I'm not doing that if I'm in back-to-back meetings, which we'll, we'll come on to next. So think about how you plan your calendar. And each week what I do is I put a little instruction event at the top between about 7 and 8.30 in red. And in the actual meeting invite, I've put, please only book meetings in the available for meetings section. And anyone that accesses my calendar in Outlook can see, oh, wow, I've never seen this before. Some instructions on how to use this calendar. And then the available for meeting sections are coloured bright orange and people can see they can book slots in those windows. And generally told people will follow an instruction. And obviously those that don't, I just it's difficult because sometimes these people are, you know, either the client or they're really important or they Um, for whatever reason think that the way that I choose to work isn't isn't for them to uh, kind of uh, obey almost so they'll just put a meeting in at lunchtime but at least then I have an option to push back and I do Um, but those blocks of orange are for people and my invite to say you can put meetings in that window and you'll get the very best out of me 
and generally people follow that and it's great but what i won't have is and this is where you have to have i guess the minerals to push back if you want to be effective you know and people say well how do you manage all this stuff that you do well it's effective calendar management so and i know this isn't this is easy to say and i've spent a lot of time doing this gradually over time right and it, you can't just go from being in an environment where you're doing back-to-back meetings to this world but i'm encouraging people to really think about how effective they're really being so people block uh meetings in those um in those slots and then i adjust my time accordingly so my calendar's always up to date with available time that people can have and then time where it's my time or it's time for me to work and in between each of those available for meeting slots i have other categories such as some free time which is my time to prep for any meeting and time to wash up any meeting so we all know that in a meeting it's not just the meeting itself you need if you want to do it properly time to prep and you'll need time to follow up with notes and circulate notes maybe if you're the organizer of the meeting or you've got tasks or follow-up actions that kind of thing so what i try and not do is have back-to-backs and i enforce that by again having these little categories sandwiched either side of my meetings to make sure uh, people don't book or i'm making an effort to make sure people don't book in that time so what I end up with over the course of a week is a colour coded visual representation of how I spend my time. And what I'm looking for is balance. I'm looking for meetings that have space either side of them so I can effectively do the meeting or participate in the meeting. I'm looking to make sure that there's adequate time for lunch and rest, which is really important of being effective, especially when working from home. I'm making sure that people are clear on how to use my calendar. So I've got that little instruction section at the top to say only book meetings in these windows. And then I top and tell my day with a bit of segregated time where I would normally be commuting because at some point uh, that's what I'm going to be doing. And every week I update my calendar and print it off, pop it on the fridge in the kitchen so my family know what I'm doing too. And my colleagues can dip into my calendar. And what they will initially say is, well, Mary, you seem to be back to back all the time. And as I've walked them through how I use my calendar, um, they've looked at it and gone, oh, OK, I get that. What you find is, as you give that secret away, that even though it looks like I'm back to back, I'm not. I'm actually allowing myself time to work. You'd think people would be quite sneaky then and just book meetings in anyway, but they don't. They've been really, you know, the teams and the colleagues and peers that I work with have all been really respectful. And what I uh, tend to find is that uh, respect for the calendar, because I've enforced it, kind of allows me to be super effective with my time. And you should really think about if you're in a a project or a world where you're doing back to back meetings, realistically, how valuable Um, how productive are you being how valuable are those meetings do they need to be meetings and do you have any time in your day to get lunch or um, you know go for a walk with a dog and is it really needed to have back-to-backs and again I know that this is very easy to talk about and practically it's a different world but you have to start somewhere and as delivery managers I think we should be setting the precedent of how to be exemplars of time management time effectiveness and you know these little kind of hacks in outlook and how to manage your time will really help you um, squeeze out your day I think so in summary try and play around with your calendar use color coding to visually kind of map out how you spend your time that's been really useful for me uh, to be able to do uh, as well so I'd really like to hear how you uh, use your calendar and time Um, so that's really kind of some of the practical stuff um that i do to effectively get the most out of meetings so we've talked about 
housekeeping, getting people joining early, a couple of minutes early. If they had time either side of their meetings, they'd be more inclined to do that. Everyone tends to say, Mario, you always join meetings early. It's because I have the luxury of doing that because I book that time out to be prepared. And I encourage delivery managers to set that example too. get your meeting set up so it's ready for when a bit like having a barbecue. You know, you want your drinks on ice. You want the grill at temperature ready to start cooking. You want chairs out arranged and available for people as they come. A glass of Prosecco in hand. Uh, not doing that all while your guests are here. And it's the same with an online meeting. Get your stall prepared early so when everyone comes, they're comfortable and ready to go. So even though there's just a couple of practical things there, I'm really passionate about those and think, you know, you can really change how people interact with you in the workplace by just doing those two things in Outlook and having those kind of rules that you follow yourself and having really clear agendas. But I'm interested in hearing all the kind of nightmare uh, meetings and and meeting issues that um, you may have. So do contact me on Twitter. And of course, I am totally aware that if you're on a project and you're in back to back meetings and that's kind of the client chaos. On one hand, I understand that. But on the other hand, I think from a ways of working in an enterprise agility perspective, you know, your job as a delivery manager is to set that standard. And at some point pushing back and saying, and assessing are these meetings valuable are we getting what we need out of them and really thinking about how people spend time can be uh, really practical and useful to do so that's about it for meetings waffled on for a bit for episode four but do try those two practical tips if you're watching on youtube um obviously uh have a look at the um the video but i'll do a screenshot for twitter as well and try playing around let me know how you get on uh diarising sort of time for yourself and time to breathe and time for work and let me know how you get on and any hacks that you've got as well so do think about what you do that works for you and maybe let me know because i'm interested in learning what what other people do as well see if there's anything that i can i can steal so i hope you've enjoyed uh, episode four it's been a bit of a quick one um but i do think shit meetings are shit and you should avoid shit meetings where you can and as a good delivery manager you don't want to have shit meetings right that's it from me Uh, enjoy your day thanks for listening and i'll look forward to talking to you again very soon